it's episode 38. On the pod with me today is Clarice Lin. Clarice, originally from Singapore, has been named one of the top social media influencers to follow by Planable. We talk about starting your own YouTube channel and getting your first 100 subscribers. We discuss working out your objectives, setting up, content creation, how to grow and promote, fab tools you can use, and then focusing on getting from 100 to 1,000. Please enjoy the episode, and thanks for being a fab listener. Support me by subscribing and telling your friends. Welcome to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. I'm Johnny Ross, founder and digital marketing strategist of Fleet Marketing. Each podcast, I'll be bringing you an expert to inspire you, to give you some great business growth takeaways, and to get you thinking about marketing and the bigger picture of how businesses can improve, adapt, and grow. I look forward to sharing this with you on each podcast. So here we go. Hello and welcome. Uh, I've got Clarice Lim with me, the ROI doctor and founder of Baseline Labs. How are you, Clarice? Hi, Johnny. Thank you for having me today. Absolute pleasure. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you. First day of uh, the exit from the lockdown and everyone seems to be really excited. We should we should be we should be out uh, partying and and hugging and uh, we should be eating in restaurants. Uh, we're we're both being safe talking about YouTube online yeah. today, aren't we? No, no, I think we are the right place. I think. Go join the crowd. Go where everybody else is not going. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, welcome if you're listening on the podcast and uh, brilliant if you're watching us live as well. Um, we are live streaming on Facebook on. Twit on LinkedIn and on YouTube. If you've got questions for myself or Clarice, please do use the chat. Uh, we'd love to um, have conversation with you, so please do do that with pleasure. You're from Singapore originally. Where you moved to London? What eleven years ago? Yes, um, I moved here in 2010 March. So it was um, it was a great day. I think when I uh, arrived on the plane at Heathrow. And then ever since then, I've been here. A decade has passed. Can you imagine that? More than a decade. Wow. Time flies, hey? Yeah. And, and, and I'm privileged to have you here. You've been named as one of the top social media influencers in uh, 2019 by Planable. You also, yeah. you've spoken at uh, many conferences. In fact, we met at a conference, um, but um, you've, you've spoken at some big conferences, notably uh, Inbound at, in Boston. Uh, so it's brilliant that you're here, and you work with uh, some big clients as well. Um, so, um, uh, or oh, sorry, sorry, prior to, uh, prior yeah. to setting up your own business, you've worked with some big clients. Yeah. So, um, what we, we're going to be talking about YouTube, and we're going to be talking about you know how to start a channel, how to grow a channel. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about things like um, picking the right content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about um, uh, growth and and the tools that you could use. Yeah. What's what's your fascination with YouTube, Clarice? I think my fascination, so to speak, started probably a couple of years ago. I realized, um, I mean, there were a couple of channels. So I was on, I started, when I started doing marketing, I was looking at the different channels. 
And most recently, especially in the last uh, two to three years, I noticed that um, more and more people are actually using YouTube. Notably, YouTube has a search engine. And that got me thinking that actually businesses shouldn't just be on Google. They should actually be on YouTube. And a lot of, um, I think many businesses hasn't, haven't really focused on using YouTube because it's less, I mean, it's more work. Um, and some people can't really see the return straight away. So they are slightly reluctant to get started on that because they see it has this big mountain, like, you know, climbing the Himalayas or, you know, so to speak. And they're just a bit, little bit daunted. And I would agree, actually, for myself, um, coming from a more analytical background, more logical, speaking like design or kind of creating content, I would say creating content via text posts would be something I'll be more comfortable with. Um, pictures or images is kind of something that I had to pick up. And videos or editing videos or getting comfortable like how videos work and you know everything else. It looks easy when you watch the TV, but when you're actually doing it, it might not be that straightforward for certain people. And it can kind of, when you start having these conversations in your head thinking, oh yeah, I need to do this, like, do I need to do it like Hollywood style? Like everyone's video is so good. Whatever I say on the video, would people want to watch it? You know, all this internal dialogue and that can just, you know, oh yeah, let's think about it, you know, later or next year. So what they don't realize is they are missing out on a very great opportunity because these days, most people don't just go on search on Google looking for answers. And they also look, they also go to YouTube to search, you know, for answers, you know, has the resources, looking at how people demonstrate certain things. So it's a very, it's a growing uh, platform and everyone should actually get on there or every businesses if they really want to grow. I'm not talking about your local bakery or like the supermarket. I'm talking about if you have like a business, you know, maybe you are selling like a certain product that's not your day-to-day something that you use, like if you are selling toilet paper, I'm not sure if that would be a good, you know, YouTube channel, but I'm talking about like the other businesses, they should seriously consider starting a YouTube channel because that's where your business can potentially grow with, uh, without you having to actually spend a lot of time convincing them. Because if you put up quality videos that actually get them excited, they want to follow you or they want to learn new things of what they can do with your products or services, then that's your opportunity. There's a very good marketing platform, I would say, one of the strongest marketing platform. And it's def- but it's definitely not the easiest to start with. But once you have it, and then you just, you know, grow from there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tap into a couple of things that you just mentioned there, but Stephen yeah. Mitchell, who's watching us right now, um, for, for everyone uh, that's listening on the podcast or maybe watching YouTube at a later date, uh, this is uh, May the 17th today. So it's recorded May the 17th, 2021. And uh, mm-hmm. yes, we are in the roadmap. We're, we're in the next phase of being let out. And Stephen says, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, so uh, I think I think both myself and Clarice are sort of saying the same thing. So it's good, good to hear. Now, um, now Clarice, just to go back on a couple of things there you talked about um uh you know should it be hollywood movie style uh you know really well branded etc mm-hmm. what about if 
Um, how how important is the quality? And 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 the concern I've got, is, or certainly some people listening or watching, is that mm-hmm. you know if they've got a, a very good brand, mm-hmm. how important is it that 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 sort of high quality transfers mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. YouTube, or is it you know, or, or or does that just slow things down, increase the cost, and is it more about the content, or or is there a balance? There is a balance. So what I would say is there are three foundation factors you should consider. One is definitely, before anything else, is actually the usefulness of your video. Is it answering a question? Is it valuable information for your customers, for your clients? Is it useful? Is it relevant? You know, what, are you, what message is going to go into that channel or to that video? That's the most important part, even before the quality of your video. Because if it's like useless, I mean, unless you are like maybe a comedy channel or something, you're just there to joke around and things. So you're entertaining. So that's a different thing altogether. But if you are there, you know, using YouTube to promote your products and services, then the first and foremost is how useful is your video to potential customers? Relevance. Yeah, usefulness, relevance. That's number one. And then we come into the quality of your uh, video itself, your image, your videos, uh, your frames, um, and then the audio, because that's the two things, which is when people watch a video, they want to see you, not necessarily like Hollywood style, like everyone who has a phone could work. You don't need to buy a new gear. I think that's relatively you know, good enough for that. And then audio is just you know trying not to record um, in a noisy environment outside, especially if you are new, because there's a lot of background noises. So if you are not very good in, with that, you know, first the most, the most, um, I would say the the tip, the pro tip for someone who doesn't know much about sound is record at home, <laughs> quiet. Make sure nobody else is at home, probably, or you are like in a room that's maybe soundproof, hopefully, and tell everyone else not to shout during that time when you do your video, and you are fine. Or you could do it in your car too, you know? If you're in a car, if you have a car, it's quiet, you're sitting in your car, nobody's interrupting, that's good enough. You don't have to worry about editing your audio or something. That's difficult territory. So we're saying that it's okay to have an eye to use an iPhone to have sort of something that's a that's a touch shaky depending on how you're holding it. Um and uh, uh but it <laughs> no, no, it's not okay to have it shaky. Tell me more. Yeah, the thing about shaky is it gives people a headache when you actually shake around too much. So when I say with an iPhone, I'm hoping you, you know you would at least get a stand or something, or someone okay. else actually holding it for you, and you're not yeah. like moving it like this because it get gives people a headache. That's so that's kind a, of like, yeah. so that's a really good point, isn't it? So all you yeah. need is is a tripod or or yeah. something that you can stand something on, yeah. or or even in even in the car you yeah. could you know stick something to the uh, windscreen or, yes. or or whatever else. This is of that's course it. not yeah. whilst driving, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. So um so so yeah, I get that point. And 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 one of the things you said, you know, this isn't just for the local bakers. Although mm-hmm. you know, what's wrong with the local bakers using a, a YouTube? But um how big do you I, I i was sort of hearing in that that you've got to have big aspirations but you know how big do you need to be to 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 find that youtube is worth using first of all i would say you want to think about um what are you selling what's the cost of your products and services and who are those people and what you know what would interest them so if it's especially if it's a product or services that people 
think about, they need to research on before they decide to buy from you, then definitely it's one of the factors you would consider to say, yes, maybe you need a YouTube channel because people need to research. And that's why we have, for example, we have like gear review channels on YouTube because people don't just go into the shop and buy something that costs like a thousand pounds or two thousand pounds. They actually research to look at, you know, what are the top quality uh, system. And then they actually look at like the sound effect or, you know, the production or, you know, which uh, other equipment does it go with, you know, things that they would consider before buying that product and services. If these are questions that can't be answered in one sentence, people want to hear the explanation, like the logic, or they want to hear from other people before making, you know, up their mind, then definitely there is potential for a YouTube channel. Um, and even, for example, like you said, if you're looking, needing to research, so if you are a local solicitors, yeah. um, uh, then you know you've got great content for uh, because mm -hmm. because the the reality is that a lot of your clients will be doing research prior to speaking to you. Yeah. Yes. So that would be a a good thing to uh, that there'd be nothing wrong with local solicitors thinking that they could utilize uh, YouTube. So mm -hmm. one of the things that you talk about yeah. before you even get started is having a clear goal. What it is, was it? What is it you're trying to achieve? So, what could some of the objectives or goals be for starting a YouTube channel? So, if you are planning to use that to generate leads, yes, then that will be one of the primary objectives because then this will make your marketing efforts more worthwhile. So, you would see returns not immediately, but kind of down the road after you build a YouTube channel, people know more about you. Um, they feel familiar with your brand. You know, it's just like um, some. Do you remember back in the good old days when you're watching TV series and then you're watching the actors on the show, and then some people after watching the entire many different um, production that the actors or actresses have acted in, they actually think they know the person. Oh, totally. Kind of, <laughs> oh, absolutely. A little bit like this, but I'm not talking about acting. But in general, like if yeah, they hear yeah. you talking. They feel like they know you or they feel that they could trust you just because they hear you speak often or they see you interact with other people. They just feel more at ease. You know, it's the trust thing, especially if you're asking them to hand you, you know, maybe a couple of thousand, you know, or, or even over like a period of time. This is like a consideration whether they trust you to buy from you or maybe even because they trust you so much, even if they don't buy it, they will tell someone else, like their friend to say, hey, you know, I was watching this YouTube video the other day and then it was really useful. I think if you want to get something, maybe you should consider, you know, this person or this business and then, you know, pop over the link to your video so the person can watch it themselves. So I think that's uh, that, definitely very useful. You, you've made a really good point there that, uh, you were, you know, you were talking about, you know, you watch your favorite TV show and you get to know the actors and you think you're the friends. I, I was doing a couch to 5k uh, recently and uh, I chose on the app you can choose a different person to be coaching you and I chose Sarah Cox the uh, English uh, broadcaster famous for the Radio 1 breakfast show and um, and by the end of it I you know I honestly thought that you know we were we were great pals <laughs> 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 and, and, you know, and she'd be running, running all this with me, and uh, you know, and, and, and cheering me on. I mean, you know, obviously, I knew that we weren't, but it, it's it, it's it's so true what you're saying here. And I think the reason you're 
getting this across is that by having that content out there, it gives you the ability for potential clients to start feeling like that. Yes. Make, helping them feel confident about, you know, potentially working with you or buying products from you. Yeah, it's so powerful. So we've we've got our objectives and goals, and that's trying to understand what, okay, what is it we're trying to achieve? Mm-hmm. Is it is it lead generation? Is it brand awareness? Is it, mm-hmm. um, you know, are, are, we, are we trying to signpost people to a particular thing? Yeah. How do you go about setting up? Because of course, this uh, uh, podcast uh, video is all set is all around starting a channel, but then growing. So we're going to start with a start. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the setup. So the simple, I mean, basic thing would be to set up an account with YouTube, and then you would, you know, have this like really the banner thing on top. You have a little profile. You decide on the name, but all of this could be changed later. And then a description, you kind of put it on. That's more of the technical setup of it. And the most important part comes when you actually need to um, think about the content that you want to put on it. Like, do you want to have a weekly schedule? Do you want to, you know, publish videos twice a day? I mean, sorry, twice a week? Or do you want to, um, you know, what style would you want to present? How long would you want your video to be? I think especially for starters, they are a little bit hesitant because they're not sure, you know, oh, should I have a long video? And then they get kind of, um, they get a hit all around the nitty gritty. But what I would recommend for like a beginner, not that comfortable on video, you could aim for maybe two to three minutes as a start, you know, or maybe a bit of a stretch, five minutes if you can, if it's possible. So you kind of plan out your videos beforehand. What are the different topics that you want to be recording for, you know, maybe at least for 10 videos, at least ahead for a start, or maybe just five. So you kind of get into this routine. What you need to do, um, very importantly, when you're starting your channel, it's not just even about setting up. It's about um, how can you maintain this consistency uploading this video on a regular basis are you going to load up one video and then disappear for two months or are you going to have you know four videos per month because you're going to push out one video every week at that time so you need to plan out your content because you don't want to start thinking about what to record when you whip out you know your phone to record your video you don't want to think about oh what should i talk about today that that's not very strategic because then you will find that at the end of this um, session that you have carved out for recording turns out to be a brainstorming session and uh, with plenty of stock and record because you realize that, okay, yes, I've talked one big thing, but what was the main point that I want to deliver in this video? So you want to plan like, you know, what's the message of this video that you want to promote or you want to explain. So you put that out in advance, you know, have a carve out a session where you plan out those videos and if you're not comfortable with just talking on the fly what you could do is you know write out a couple of sentences or questions outlines that you feel that you're answering um, those potential clients questions so you kind of write it out and then you can refer to those questions and answer those questions as part of the video it makes i find that it makes things much easier especially if uh, you're not comfortable with even looking at your own camera it's like actually, I mean, personally, I have to confess that even for myself, I find it difficult sometimes to talk to a camera and deliver because I'm slightly conscious of that, if that makes sense. I find it easier to have conversations or recordings with 
a real person, it can see at least a person or I know there are people watching because just me staring at the camera, I'm, a, I'm like thinking about how I would look. So that's kind of something that sets me back in terms of how I would talk. But then if I'm sitting in front of a potential client, like I'm talking to you, I will be able to present all the points as if I'm answering the questions. That's weird, but that's kind of how it works. So if having those questions out there is going to help you to answer those questions better, that will be kind of an easy start. You talked about uh, consistency. So it's more mm -hmm. about consistency than uh, how often. Um, and it's mm -hmm. and it's sort of, you know, agreeing with yourself. Well, okay, I'm going to do it once a month, once a week, twice a week. Mm -hmm. But that, but it, it's the consistency part that's important, yes? Yes, definitely. So if you just started and if you really want to grow, you would definitely need to go at least once per week. Like if you want to go maybe once per month or twice per month, that's maybe if you're like a bigger channel, you know those people can't wait to watch your videos so you can stop for like a week or so or two weeks. Because what I find is usually when you are starting out, like if you don't even have your first 100 and then you start and stop, start and stop, it's not really going to grow. Because usually what happens is the growth comes when, okay, think about it this way. If you are publishing like two or three videos already, and then people watch one of your videos. They can watch two of your other videos. So YouTube starts to know a bit more about your channel, what people like to watch. But if you have only one video like this month, and then three months later, you decide to publish your second video, then YouTube is kind of, they don't have much data to work on. And yep. they're also not sure whether it's the same thing, if it's like related because you lost those people who watched your first video. Because what happens is um, YouTube algorithm works this way is that they will always show you more of the videos that you have just recently watched. So if you're watching some videos that you've watched, like maybe you like some videos that you watched maybe like three, you know, like three weeks ago or four weeks ago. So their videos would surface less if you started watching three or four um, other new channels and you started watching more of their videos. So YouTube will start recommending you those more of those recent videos that you've watched and less of those. So if you are, if you stop, you're basically out of the game. <laughs> Is Sorry. it that bad? <laughs> and then you have to re-enter the game again. So it's kind start. of like that, you know? Do you wow. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do. You're you're reminding me that there's a gap in my podcasts and oh. uh, and I, and I'm feeling really bad. Oh. Uh, and, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I got busy. Start? I got busy. All right. Okay. Only a small gap. Only a small gap. Yeah. But um, if you're not planning on growing it, if you're not depending on it, I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what do you, what do you think, listeners? I, I'm thinking I'm thinking that uh, that it's natural and organic, and you just keep you love keep coming back, and uh, and 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 uh, it's all it's you know you tell your friends and you hit the subscribe button, and I don't need to worry about this consistency. Uh, maybe I do. Um, so <laughs> so you were talking about the uh, this style. In fact, you were referring to. Mm -hmm instead of just being on camera on your own, being with someone else and talking, is that something people should be considering? I mean, what we're doing right now, is this a good thing? Is this helpful? Or is this is this, uh, is this not how to grow a channel? This could be a good way, conversational style. I find it could be easier for some people. But I think some people don't have a... Don't, I mean, they find it difficult to talk in front of the camera. Like uh, one of my clients, she said that she feels more comfortable when she sees herself talking. So she feels more comfortable. So if you're actually facing it the other way, so if you have it like uh, this way facing you, even though, do you know, your phone camera, 
like um, if you are doing it this way, you get high, better quality compared to if you do like a selfie style. So the quality is less good, but she would prefer to do it like with uh, more of a selfie style, mainly because, or at least see herself speak because then she feels more comfortable. The other round, she feels more self-conscious. So I think there are different little um, habits or kind of like inclination that people have when they record. So it's more of knowing yourself, like how do you feel about that? Like some people are comfortable just talking to the camera. Like honestly, I think it might also depend on certain topics because for myself, if let's say if I would go around, you know, doing an introduction um, video of about um, someone's recording me and I'm talking about introduction of London, you know, my casual thoughts, then I wouldn't think so much, oh, this needs to be in a structured manner. Am I explaining things properly? It's just like casually. However, yeah. I think maybe if you're of your client, then it could be a certain way you feel that you need to deliver the information. I don't know. So you feel a bit weird, like not talking to a real person. So I, I, I like one of the tips there. And just for people that are listening and, and not seeing, not watching and can't see, uh, you were talking about the back of your phone is a higher density camera uh, and also uh, perhaps using it that way so that you can't see yourself uh, is a, uh, a, a way to solve the, I don't want to see myself on camera uh, issue so uh so that's really good to know now we talked about content you talked about how um it's really good to you've got to have a, a clear idea on what the content's going to be mm -hmm. you don't want to just get there and be ready with your phone and not know what to talk about yeah. how do you you talked also about understanding what clients are wanting to know and and and, and answer how do you come up with the content where what, what are the tips on what are the things that we should be thinking about when it comes to coming up with content and that content plan mm -hmm. so there are a couple of ways one is for your existing clients or before they become your customers, what are the questions that they you would get in your inbox? Or you know, what would what would be the questions they would ask you if they get on a call with you or if you are on social media already, whether those DMs that you get, what kind of questions are you getting? So that would be a good starting point. Um, however, if you if you if you have already exhausted them, you can also go to Google and Google those questions, and then you can actually see as well what are the other related questions that people would ask. So that would be definitely like a good start as well. So I think that should be able to get you through, you know, at least the first 10 to 20 videos or so, that would kind of be enough for a start. And then when you get, when you create or you publish those videos, you might get even more questions about maybe a part two of that, you know. So that could also be the thing. Yeah, so that's certain, uh, that's the process which you can look into tapping into those different so, uh, resources that you have. Yeah, and and part of it is uh, is about optimizing uh, the content in terms of search engine optimization or YouTube optimization. So, yeah. so, so not only thinking about what people are searching, but then making sure that you're that that I guess that you're even using those phrases and questions within the video. Mm -hmm. So, you know, should I be sort of plastering YouTube optimization 10 times right now? YouTube optimization, YouTube optimization, okay. so, that, so that YouTube <laughs> picks up on it and says, oh, they're talking about YouTube optimization. Let's put them higher. Um, um, no, that, that would kind of, yes, spam, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not something. I think the, like, the key part is probably like um, you would, include those keywords as often as you would mention them in a conversation yeah. 
<laughs> naturally. <laughs> Repeating them for now. I mean, that's the same thing for um, Google as well. If for those people who aren't aware of it already, Google owns YouTube. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, they kind of work along the same way. So if you are spam, if you're trying to do, I mean, in YouTube, they will call that more of like clickbait as well. So they will promise a title and then it's a totally different videos altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that issue was resolved as it was tackled by YouTube a couple of years ago. So before that, um, one of the things that uh, YouTube algorithm look out for for a good video was views. So uh, many people were just creating attractive titles and people they click on it and realize the video was something totally different and then they receive a lot of complaints and then youtube decided okay views is not going to be the primary objective driving our algorithm anymore so if someone clicks to your video and then bounces off they are not watching your video they don't even want to watch it uh, you know even five seconds or one minute or so that means that that's not going to be important video if less people are actually watching it. So yeah. watch time became actually one, uh, the top priority for YouTube deciding if it's going to be a good video or if it's a video they should be recommending to other viewers. So we've got our channel. We've set it up. We mm -hmm. are starting to do some content. Yeah. How mm -hmm. do we go about growing the channel? What are the, the things to think about to, in terms of growth? One of the most... I mean, like, okay, so we'll start with once you've got your video up, you've got your title, you selected the right keywords, that's what we were talking. And then the next part comes into, it's like um, for each of your videos, think about what you want people to do after watching your videos as well. I think that's one of the key parts. Like if you put in description or pin comments that like during your video, you could point them to one of your resources. So if people really like your videos, they will check out maybe the description section for more information. So you could put your other resources there for people to click on, to recommend. And the other thing is um, more of the technicalities is if you've noticed, like after you finish watching a video, you have this end screen. So you would put maybe your other videos there or, you know, asking them to subscribe so they could check out other things, resources that you have there. As well as um, there is an info card which you can insert between your videos as well to recommend your other videos. So maybe you mentioned about a certain topic and then you don't want to go in that because you've already explained that in another video. So you can add that into your video card as well to recommend that video. So it kind of appears on the top of the screen like this. I don't know if you watch the YouTube, so you see that appear on top. So you can create that into your video to get people to watch more of your videos. So the thing about the YouTube algorithm is also when people watch more of your videos or they go on to watch other videos. So YouTube would deem that particular video to be really pivotal in getting the viewers to stick around so that would also increase kind of giving you extra bonus points in um, in youtube's eyes and once we have that the other important thing which is kind of the effect is um, most people underestimate the impact of that and don't think that much is that they actually especially if you are starting a new channel from zero to hundred is you have to promote your channel when you start from zero, you know, you upload like three videos and then you're like, why is there no one subscribing? Yeah, it's because nobody knows about your channel. So YouTube is not, it's not, okay, let me repeat that. YouTube is not going to uh, promote your channel for you, okay? 
So they have other better things to do because you're not helping them right now. You're starting a channel. They are providing you a free service for you to upload your videos. Remember, everything is for free. And then you're expecting them to give you some of their resources to promote your channel. Fat hope. So <laughs> forget about that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So you have to actually put in your own effort to promote it. So you have to do your own promotion, especially when you are starting out. So what I mean by promotion is you could ask your existing clients to do that. Or if you have, um, if you if don't, if you don't have such a big, uh, customer base yet, you're kind of growing and not many people might want to subscribe to a video. You could also consider asking your friends or your, um, kind of like people in your network to subscribe at the beginning to give it some numbers. So what happens is when those numbers get up to a little to a certain extent and people see some subscribers that could also attract a couple of other subscribers so that would help but also most importantly i think is if you have social media platforms you know if you have a certain number of followers blast it out there every time you're uploading a video or even before you started the channel get them to subscribe to it or if you have an email list get them to subscribe to it you know tell everybody or you know every potential clients or kind of like um, existing clients, whatever, tell them about it. Maybe they want more information. So maybe it could be interesting for them. So do that. Promote your video. Promote, promote, promote. Yes, that's really, really important. Like most people kind of grossly underestimate. They think that by sitting around creating this video and then you're like, done, let's, let's do the next video. No, you need to actually promote it. And and even for example, just including it in your email signature. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's you know really yeah. simple stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to just push a, a conversion there for a subscription. Just to remind you, if you're uh, watching this live, thanks for being here. Uh, you're very welcome to ask us questions. We'd love to take them. Uh, and um, and if you're on the podcast, thanks for listening. Uh, please do tell your friends if you're enjoying this. Uh, so um, we talked about the growth and and you know what you're basically saying is that you can't just uh think that youtube's gonna promote this for you so you need to promote it there's loads of different ways to promote um i think you've got some um tools that you talk about as well is that to do with promotion or is that to do with creation or just you know what tools are you using and do you recommend so in terms of um youtube video optimization Will be more of um, a tool that I use is uh, TubeBuddy. So TubeBuddy is a really good tool, um, and it's free to download. You know, right at a, um, if you're starting out, and you can get more. Um, you can pay subscription more if you want to do more intensive research. But that's like a good start. It's also a good uh, tool because it helps you to decide which videos that you should be prioritizing. So one thing if you have to keep in mind is if there are many videos um, about a particular topic and they are very, very big channels and you are like a new channel, you also decided you want to create a video about this particular topic, the chances of you ranking, of ranking for it or appearing on YouTube page one is very low for a new channel. So you want to, similar to what you do for like a blogging strategy, if anyone does blogging as well, is you have to think about um, how you can phrase that question or phrase that video title that it's something maybe slightly more niche that people can um, talk, but you can talk about and then you can promote that video so you'll be more likely to rank for it. You want to look for subject that has 
less existing videos, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this is a bit sort of like a, it's a bit like a, for SEO, it's like keyword research, but for videos. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, really, really Jeff Ben May is joining us. He didn't hear the name. I'm just going to put it in the chat. It's yeah. Tube Buddy. Tube Buddy. Yeah. com. I've just put that in the uh, in the chat yeah. for you as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that helps us with research in terms of finding content ideas or keywords or or topic mm -hmm. ideas. What yeah. other tools would you be suggesting, Clarice? So there are. Um, there's another tool that I've kind of been also looking at. It's like Morning Fame. So that also. Um, that's also quite a good tool. It actually helps you to see um, what other, for example, like a certain video, like what's the smallest channel that has a video rank for it. So you know, like what, how high or how low is the threshold for you to overcome to be able to rank for that. So that's also quite an interesting tool. That's morningfa.me, morning fame. Yes. Um, and, yeah. uh, and that's um so so this is a well I mean the, I'm just on the website now it's a simplifying YouTube growth yeah. um and it's it's basically giving you some insider analytics I yeah. think is what you're talking about yes there. yeah um this kind of would be a good edit tool for certain parts but what I find for myself is because oh, I come from a more analytical background so usually I would just use the YouTube Studio so they have their own analytics as well so that's good enough. For example, to see where are my subscribers coming from? Are they coming from search? Are they coming from maybe a direct link that I've shared? So that's kind of good as it is. Uh, Morning Fame is what I find is good is actually to find maybe ideas from other videos. And you can also see some of your progress of your videos. Like for example, if there are certain videos which has started promoting your video. So what happens is the more uh, popular your video is, so YouTube would actually put your video as part of like a related videos for other videos, if that makes sense. So you can see like, oh, two other videos have just sent views to this particular video. So I find it always quite encouraging also in a way. So you can actually see progress and then you can check out those channels because the reason why YouTube recommended your videos to those viewers is because the subjects related. So if you um, are looking for additional content ideas, you could check out those channels as well to see what other videos do they have. Is there like a particular video or topic that is related to your channel? And then you could create a video about that. Yeah, yeah. Really good point. Uh, so also, we, I mean, we glossed over, well, we didn't gloss over it, but I didn't go into it. But in, in terms of using YouTube itself, the, mm -hmm. the, the tools on YouTube, for example, you talked about adding end cards, which is sort of that sort of call to action card mm -hmm. at the end. Um, you can optimize things like titles and descriptions. Mm -hmm. um, you talked about the, uh, what was it called? Sorry, the um, inner, um, uh, what, what did you call it? The, 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 the end screen? On screen, sorry, of course, oh, on screen on, card. End yeah. screen, end screen. Uh, but there's also the on screen um, suggestion. Oh yeah, that's called info info cards. I think that was that was what I was looking for. Info yes. card. Yeah. Uh, so you can add info cards to your videos. Um, so moving. So so don't you know? Don't forget about the tools and the optimization that you can do on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Any other tools that you'd highlight or recommend? Um, yeah, I think the other thing you could truly also think about is getting subtitles for your videos, especially if you don't have a perfect um, accent. <laughs> like, yeah, because for example, like um, for myself and uh, some of my like clients as well, if they don't have like a perfect 
accent, YouTube wouldn't be able to generate um, the subtitles. So they'll come out a little bit of mumbo jumbo. So um, there is a tool which you can use as well. So I find that's really, really good. It actually generates about, I would say, 70 to about 70 to 80% accuracy, even if you don't speak, um, what you call, you don't speak English with either a British, perfect British or American accent, that could also work as well. So I well, find I, it really useful. I have to say we're live on LinkedIn right now and LinkedIn is um, mm -hmm. uh, automatically adding subtitles mm -hmm. um, and it's doing very well on your accent right now, I have to say. Uh, yeah, more than, you know, it, it's quite impressive how they've uh, really um, uh, made that tool work so much better. But let's just tap into why we're talking about subtitles, because that, isn't there some ridiculous stat that 70% of people don't actually have the volume on when they're watching a video? Is it, is it something stupid like that? No, it's true, actually. I think uh, what I've um, asked around... There are some people who could be watching your video in a public transport. Maybe they forgot to bring their headset or, you know, maybe they're in the office. They're looking at a video. So they will be looking at those subtitles if they actually want to watch it without necessarily having the sound. Yeah. So for my own personal preference sometimes is I'm more of like, a, I would say I, I like to read more than I like to listen. Listening seems to take on a, more of my um, resources, human resources. So... I like to read subtitles sometimes without hearing the sound and it still helps me to process really quickly. So I find it like um, very enjoyable. So yeah. I find that, yeah, having subtitles are really helpful. Uh, I'm exactly the same. And there's certain times when I would ra rather listen and there's certain times when I don't want the volume on because I'm, I'm maybe, you know, as you say, in a room or maybe it's nighttime or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, and, and the environment that I want is, is, is actually just to be able to read. So uh, what we need to do as marketeers or, you know, setting up our own channel is make it easy for potential clients, potential customers to access our content. So adding subtitles is really important. Now you mm -hmm. could, uh, you could uh, allow YouTube to turn them on, but what we're saying there is the accuracy isn't great. But what I think I'm also hearing is that, you know, you could go to another step of overlaying subtitles onto the video already um yes. and, and 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 adding some branding with that as well so um it's it's just you know taking it on to the next step and and making mm -hmm. it more accessible yeah so just to sort of round up a tiny bit if we you know just to take this to the next level we've we've hit a hundred subscribers we've hit the mm -hmm. magic hundred yeah. um and in fact youtube's uh, youtube allows us to do more things when we hit 100. But what's the next step? How do we keep the momentum going? How do we get to 1,000? Could you sum that up in a couple of minutes? What's the What are the next things that we need to be thinking about? Okay. Think about creating longer videos. I think that's the one of the next steps because what happens is the longer your video is, then what happens is uh, YouTube find that longer videos are meaningful for them because then you can add more ads revenue ads into your video if you actually allow them so that allows youtube to offer advertisers more options into your videos so that would actually help also the fact is if people watch more of your um if they actually watch a long video from beginning to end that shows that indicates a stronger interest in this particular topic so it's also a very strong signal as well so that's very helpful 
And the fact is when you get more people watching more of your videos, clocking up those minutes, so it's it's indicating to YouTube that you know this channel is really popular. So they start to actually help you. Now they start to step in to actually help you to promote your videos to other viewers on the platform. So that's when you start. So at the beginning, when you are growing from zero to 100, you might look at your YouTube analytics and see that most of your um, traffic is coming from your own promotional tactics and strategies on social media platform, your email list, maybe your friends. What happens is when YouTube is actually starts promoting your videos, you will realize that in your traffic sources report in YouTube analytics, you will see more of those traffic coming from YouTube search and even Google search. So that you would find that, okay, once you've hit that, you know that now you're getting some of YouTube's resources to help you. And that really helps you to grow even quicker. And that's in YouTube analytics, is it? Yes, you can see that in YouTube analytics. It's a tool Brilliant. for free for everyone who is really serious about uh, growing your YouTube channel. You could, actually, the other thing is you could even download the app. You know, you have an app that you can YouTube studio, so you can just look at it and see what are the different traffic sources. I find that for people who are not very, they, they get overwhelmed by reports. I think that the app itself, like the YouTube studio app for you to just download and look at things is easier to navigate. If you are not planning to do deep dive analysis, that's just a good overview for you to see, you know, if it's, uh, if you're growing faster after you upload that, there are 10 videos, they will tell you, for your last 28 days, how many more subscribers that you're getting. So it's more, um, it's more straightforward, yeah. easier for, um, yeah. Channel owners or business owners who are planning to grow a YouTube channel. You, you will be more encouraged. I feel. Clarice, you help uh, business owners, um, grow their channel on YouTube, mm -hmm. get subscribers. What's the sort of typical clients that you're looking to work for? If people are watching or listening right now, what's the, what's the ideal type of client that, that you can really work well with? Yeah, I would definitely, uh, would enjoy and would like to work with, um, business owners who have a little, who have their resources and they are really serious about growing a YouTube channel. So this is like a commitment. It's like a middle term to long-term investment. You might not necessarily get to see some customers like within this month, but if you are stepping up your game and if you're publishing one video per week, you will be able to see at least in six months, six months to 12 months time, people discovering you through those search channels and coming through you. So there needs to be people, uh, business owners who are serious to commit a portion of their time to create those videos as well. And then working with like the strategy and setting up a process, because if you want to do it, do it properly. If you have no time and you feel that this is not of a top priority for you, then it's better not to do it because then as what I, we were talking about at the start of um, our session, we talk about the start, stop, start, stop. Yep. It's kind of you're out of the game and then you try to step in and then it's, it's just a waste of time. Yeah. So that was definitely, yeah. And and you're right. This this sort of thing can take six or twelve months. It's mm -hmm. it's it is a commitment. But you know, once you get it going, and once it sort of mm -hmm. goes over the uh, uh, the hill or whatever, um, yeah. then you know it, it really can start picking up. Uh, Clarice, if people wanted to contact you, what's the best way to find you online? Yeah, so um, you can find me at my website. You can check out my website, clarislin.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. I think if you if they see me, they could actually click on. To my profile and take a look at my profile you can send me a message on linkedin 
or they can also send me an email at uh, Clarice Lynn, Clarice.Lynn at BaselineLabs.com. And, and your YouTube channel, mm-hmm. what's, what's your YouTube channel? Because you've got loads of videos, loads of loads of yes. uh, uh, helpful resources and, and uh, vlogs on there. What's what should we search to find your YouTube channel? Um, if you search by my name, Clarice Lynn, that would work. And brilliant. Yeah, I mean, like my, I, you know, once you hit your hundred subscribers as well, you can actually um, have a vanity link, so you can actually change it to your, your name. So if you type in like YouTube.com/slash Clarice Lynn, you will also find my channel. So that's why you should need at least 100 subscribers. Another reason why you need to hit that magic 100. To get that vanity URL. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, this has been absolutely brilliant. Totally full, jam-packed, full of resources and tips and tricks. And I, I really love it. Thank you so much, Clarice. Uh, thank you if you've been watching, if you've been listening. Uh, please do tell your friends. Please do tell your colleagues. Subscribe, uh, whether it be on YouTube or whether it be on your favorite podcast podcast platform uh but for now it's bye from me clarice thank you so much uh we will see you soon yes thank you very much for having me today it's very enjoyable session and we'll see everyone soon <laughs> yeah take care and take care. Um, thanks once again bye-bye you've been listening to the johnny ross audio experience thanks so much for joining me If you want to continue the conversation, head over to my website, fleek.marketing, or find me on LinkedIn. That's all for today. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, tag me in your social media posts, and please leave me a review on iTunes. It will make a huge difference for me. I will see you soon.